This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. The Patreon edition. You paid for it. We're here to give it to you. We are going to provide some content. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to update the listeners about the Murdoch murder case that I covered. That is wild. We it had is a lot of... It's insane. Yeah. When we thought that case couldn't get any weirder, I something mean, else happens. Just so soon after we talked about it, too. It's so weird. So, if you haven't listened to this episode, you suck. No, I'm playing. Um, it yeah, is. <laughs> they do listen. It's episode 42, South Carolina. So, you guys probably saw over the weekend that Alec Murdoch was shot. So, we thought we'd give you guys a little update on what we know so far because this is currently ongoing. In episode 42, like I said, we covered South Carolina, rich kid, Paul Murdoch, son of Alex and Maggie, who were part of this big political dynasty in South Carolina, dating all the way back to the 1800s. He, Paul, was allegedly operating a boat while under the influence of alcohol with five of his friends when it crashed, ejecting the teenagers and killing Mallory Beach, who was 19 years old. The investigation, or lack thereof, that followed the accident left a very bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, it was very, like I say, a million times, very Chappaquiddick, Kennedy-esque, a lot of cover-up, a bunch of bullshit. A lot of strange coincidences. Exactly. They were a very wealthy, connected Southern political family. You get it. So, the kids were all questioned but Paul was not arrested. Rumors swirled that he would get off because of who he was. Also came to light that this wasn't the first accident, murder, mysterious death that surrounded this family. Or even the second. Or even... Which is just right. bananas. So then on June the 7th of this year... Paul and his mom are found shot to death outside their family's hunting lodge. They were found by Alec, Paul's dad, Maggie's husband. So his alibi checked out. He was questioned, shocking, by the police. Um, he had been visiting his parents who were ill. Conspiracy theories have continued to run rampant. Again, I'll talk more about, you know, I talk more about all that in the episode, but they're was a housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, who died after she supposedly fell down some stairs and the family was paid $500,000 in a wrongful death settlement from the Murdoch family. And then there was Stephen Smith, who supposedly died after a hit and run accident, which in the investigating of what happened with Paul in the boat, they uncovered some evidence that made them open Stephen's case back up. So it's just a whole clusterfuck. 
of murder and conspiracy and rich people. Anyways, it's just, it's insane. So since Paul was shot and is deceased, that meant that all charges were going to be dropped against him. Again, sloppy investigation to begin with, but now the grand jury in Columbia has taken over because there was a lot of suspicion that there was obstruction of justice with the police department, and it just continues on. Over the weekend, Alec Murdoch quit his job at a private law firm on Friday. So this was a law firm that, like, his great-grandfather started. I didn't know that part. And he worked for them, Mm -hmm. and he resigned. The next day, he was shot in the head on the side of a road when he stopped to change a tire. Like, he had a flat. Or There's conflicting reports. One thing I read said that he had car trouble and had pulled over, and then another news article I read said that he had had a flat. So this was near Barnville, South Carolina, and it was around 1.30 in the afternoon. He was about seven miles from the family's hunting lodge where he had found his wife and son. So he calls 911 and is flown to Savannah with a non-life-threatening head wound. On Monday of this week, Labor Day, he made a statement saying that he had entered himself into rehab. And that he had made a lot of bad decisions that he regretted. Like addiction rehab? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was kind of thinking of, you know, for the injury injury or something. Right. Okay. So the law firm he worked for was Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Eltsroth, and Dietrich. Mm -hmm. So allegedly he was misappropriating funds, embezzling money, basically. From the firm, a forensic accountant is going to be called in to do an internal investigation because they're not exactly sure how much money has been taken. So there are no suspects. There is no motive. Wait, there's no suspects? No suspects. No motive. There's not even... The police are being just as hush-hush about this as they were about the investigation with what happened with Paul and and Gloria Mm -hmm. and Stephen. They're just zipped up they don't even they've not even released what kind of vehicle it was that shot him how strange very strange they interviewed potential witnesses and took his new mercedes that he was driving into police custody to do some overall investigating of of all that Mm -hmm. So, uh, as of right now, he is voluntarily checked into an inpatient rehab facility for substance abuse. He said that after everything happened with his wife and his son, he just couldn't cope and made bad decisions. That's understandable. It is understandable. And there's also been nothing happen as of now with the uh, the wife and son. As far as who did it, are there Still any no suspects? No suspects. There, no, no one knows if it's the same person. Nope. There's a hundred thousand dollar reward for any info in the death of his wife and son, but nothing's came up about it. So they do know that Maggie, his wife, had hired a forensic accountant just before her death. Really? Mm-hmm. So she. On to something, maybe. I mean, 
Who knows? I mean, what are your thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts and theories because I have a whole bunch. I, I honestly, I don't know. You mean on who killed his wife and son? I don't think he did it. I just feel like, strictly speculating, when you are a, a substance abusing, who knows what that means? That could be drugs. That could be just alcohol. We don't know. We don't know. And you were embezzling money from a law firm. You know it's going to be a lot of fucking money. He's not, he didn't take 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. No. Or even 100,000. You know it is a ton of money. Yeah. So it almost makes you think, was this a bookie that he owed money to that mm-hmm. took out his wife and son? That would kind of explain why no one knows who did it. Or was it, it's like it, it was someone almost, that was a hired hitman. It's man. almost like it was a hit. Because mm-hmm. they're very impersonal. The attacks or the murders. There were two people, they think, that killed Paul and Maggie, the mm-hmm. son and the mom. Because there were two different types of guns used. Right. So they think that clearly there were two people mm-hmm. that did it. Yeah. Also, whoever did it knew that he wasn't going to be there. Yeah. So... I'm just saying. Kind of like could a be. warning. It could be. This is, we're going to yes. do this. You're next. Yes. So, uh, or did he just set it up himself? I, I don't know. My only thing is if he did it himself, why would he want this, his son, you know, involved? I, I don't to know. To be murdered. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. So two weeks ago, solicitor Duffy Stone, who had a long list of conflicts of interest with this family recused himself from the homicide investigation, which makes people think that maybe the investigation was starting to point towards Alec. He says it's because there were no suspects. Then he said new developments in the investigation made him step away. So, of course, everyone's speculating that it was pointing towards him, towards the dad. He was also reportedly trying to steer investigators away from any theory that might point towards the Murdoch family. There's even a video of his investigators and other members of the Murdoch family a few days after the homicide at the crime scene. Huge no-no. You can't do that. That violates prosecutorial Mm -hmm. ethics, etiquette, like no. His office also has a six-year backlog so why are you even involved in this case? You have six years worth Yikes. of shit you could be working on. So why are you involved with no, them? No. Sources also said that Alec was and is not cleared as a suspect in his wife and son's murder. One of the guns that was used to murder them belonged to the Murdoch family. Mm-hmm. Maggie's cell phone was found in a like a lot off of a dirt road. And they also found spent shell casings in Alex's vehicle. It's not, it's not a good look. It's no, very suspicious. Not. But I'm like, you, why would you kill your son? Yeah. Like, people kill their wives and husbands all the time. Correct, but, yeah. So, I don't know. Was it a bookie? Was it drugs? Did he set it all up himself? And if there's no suspect on it, it is who strange. shot him and it was a superficial head wound by a gun... It's almost like 
They made sure that Maggie and Paul were dead. Why would they just drive by and shoot him and keep going? Mm-hmm. Superficial head wound. It's like it grazed him. Mm-hmm. I just hit the thing. To scare him, maybe. Why would they not just Why would they not just kill him? Or if they missed, turn around and come back. Yeah. Does that make any Does that make any sense? It's very weird. It is weird. Everything about their whole family mm-hmm. is suspicious, and I. It's kind of like we'll never know some of it. You know, we won't. Oh no. That's what's frustrating. Mm-mm. So that's my update on them. We're going to have to do another update about it. Because you know this is going on as we're recording. Yeah. So, But they're being so tight-lipped about it. Mm-hmm. So, Patreon listeners, dive into your own rabbit hole. Give yeah. us give us your yeah, theories. Give us I love this. Opinions. I love a conspiracy theory. Ooh. I don't know what that was. That was someone giving us their thoughts. <laughs> they're already writing in. <laughs> they're already writing in. Thank you so much. But, yeah. Yeah. DM us or email us at United States of Murder or go to the Patreon page. There's a place where you can yeah. add comments and stuff. Maybe I'll make a post in there. And Definitely want to know what people like, think. Yeah, give us your theories. I am really, I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I mean, and it could even be somebody that's part of the community that's just sick of their shit. That's true. And them getting away with everything. Or someone, a family member of someone who's mm-hmm. been murdered. Exactly. Maybe a family member's hands. Who knows? Yeah, that's really hard to say. And with them being attorneys and judges and all in the legal yes. aspect, it could be somebody from a case mm-hmm. 10 years ago. That's true. Who knows? For sure. So, are you going to give us your um, true crime in the headlines oh right now? Gosh. I cannot wait. You're what are in you? trouble. Oh, God. What is it? Well, it's kind of strange because this story, the Murdoch, people that lived here before or before the last people, they get people magazines in the mail. And you keep them? I don't I know who they are. I would it's totally not the previous people. It's like people that lived here five years ago. I don't know why well, they're I mean, still you, coming. What are you going to do? Mail it back? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll flip through it. You know, <laughs> I'm not into celebrity stuff, but I always forget about how much true crime is in it. The Murdoch family was in People not that long ago. And you mentioned the case I'm about to talk about. Don't want to give anything away yet. You mentioned it. And like the week later, the People magazine that came in was, that was the centerfold story. Holy shit. And I have it downstairs in my kitchen. I think I do still. I might have given it away to my mom. I actually, yeah, I took it to my mom. But anyway, (laughs) you suggested this case to me. And you're in trouble because it's horrible. I suggest oh, so this many cases. This is so terrible. I know they're all disturbing, but this one's especially bad. It involves a child. So if anyone wants to skip, well, two children. If anyone wants to skip this part, you can do it. I get it. So according to a Yahoo News article that I read by Elizabeth Broadbent, Matthew Taylor Coleman was a normal guy. He was born in 1981. His mother was an artist. His dad owned a small business. He learned to love the ocean early, and he spent time as a kid sailing, surfing, and spearfishing off the California coast. He earned a BA from San Loma University while competing on San Loma's national championship surf team. It's funny, here in Arkansas, you don't think of that being in university sports, but that's pretty cool. So he also taught English in San Sebastian, Spain to high school students. Very neat. So after two years of traveling, teaching high school, and working with surfing students, he came back to Santa Barbara, California to earn a master's degree in Spanish. 
His evangelical faith pushed him to give back to the community, and in 2011, he co-founded Love Water Surf School with his wife, which is a Christian surf camp known as the number one surf school in Santa Barbara and Ventura, California. This site is still up and running. Matthew married his wife, Abby, in 2017, and a year later, his son, Kaleo, was born at home. Almost two years later, their daughter named Roxy Rain was born at home during a thunderstorm. Oh, that's such a cute name. Matthew posted a lot to Instagram, and he announced her birth on there, saying he proclaimed that she had been handpicked by God to slay the giants in the land. She has been born with everything she needs to fully accomplish God's plan for her life and that she will be a great blessing wherever she goes. The last Instagram photo of his children, posted on July 16, 2021, showed three-year-old Kaleo standing on a surfboard with him. On May 6th, he posted a picture of his wife, daughter, and son calling them his treasures. Politics is not something we typically get into in here. But it is heavily involved in this case. Unfortunately, you didn't know what you were getting into. I know. I'm like, Ashley. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you what I read in the reports and in the affidavit. 40-year-old Matthew described himself as an adherent member of QAnon. No. Did you know that? No. I just read the headline and was like, oh my gosh, you should definitely look into this." this. I'm sorry. There's... I'm so sorry. That's why I said, thank goodness this is a Patreon episode. Oh my gosh. QAnon is described as a pro-Trump conspiracy movement whose followers hold falsely that a group of Democrats and coastal elites engage in pedophilia, cannibalism, and worship Satan. The conspiracy movement has been subject to warnings by the FBI that its followers could resort to violence. I'm not going to go on and on about this because... There's a gazillion rabbit holes. Just the Wikipedia page on QAnon. Oh, it's bananas. It's so long and wild. I'm like, oh gosh, what if, what's happening here? But it is important it, to the story to note that a lot of QAnon is tied in with religion. So experts have classified QAnon's appeal as comparable to those of religious cults. QAnon adherents view Trump as a messiah sent by God. And the vocabulary echoes a lot of Christian tropes such as the storm and the great awakening. Some of the supporters say that the forthcoming reckoning will be a reverse rapture. Not only the end of the world as we know it, but a new beginning with salvation and utopia on earth for the survivors. The only personal thing I'm going to add in here is I really miss the days when conspiracy theories were about aliens and Roswell. This was just too much for me. So we're done with that. I just Given you what the report said, on August 7th of 2021, just a month ago, on a Saturday, Abby, Matthew's wife, called the Santa Barbara police. She and Matthew were packing to go on a camping trip when Matthew took off in their Mercedes Sprinter van with both children. The weird thing, they weren't arguing. They he just drove away. They weren't in a fight. Nothing was unusual. They had no tension. They were packing the car or packing the van to leave. She was only a little bit concerned in the beginning simply because she knew that he didn't have a car seat in the van. Right. But she grew more and more concerned when he wouldn't respond back to her calls or texts. When she called the police, she told them she didn't think the kids were in any danger. 
She said she knew her husband would never harm the children. She told the police that he would come back to their home eventually. She had the Find My Phone function on her laptop and learned that he was in Rosarito, Mexico, which is a beach town about 16 miles south of Tijuana. She had absolutely no idea why he had driven to Mexico, and even so, why would he have taken the kids with him? She had she was right, totally confused confused to see this on the find my phone. Mexican police located surveillance photos of him checking into a hotel the day of his disappearance. On Monday, August 9th, he left the hotel in the early morning and he still had his his two children with him, three-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter. A couple of reports did say two-year-old son, so I can't necessarily confirm young, very, very, very young. So the Find My Phone app showed that Matthew was still in Mexico and that he was near the port of entry, like he was trying to, you know, get mm-hmm. back into the U.S. So this is where an FBI agent interviewed him when he attempted to cross back into the United States. There was no sign of his children, according to investigators. And when they asked to look at his vehicle registration papers, there was blood on them. When the FBI contacted their Mexican liaison and described the children, they reported that two children matching their description had been located at approximately 8 a.m. that morning. A ranch hand had noticed blood outside his home, and he was shocked when his dog led him to two small bodies. And says that, quote, I immediately notified my manager to call the police and to come investigate. I was scared and sad because these are tiny children who don't know any better. So, of course, at the border, he was arrested and he was taken in for questioning. And what he told authorities is absolutely horrendous. Skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to hear this. Matthew told the federal authorities that since he didn't have a car seat, he transported his youngest child in a box. He drove his two children out of Rancho de Ciolo near Rosarita in Baja, California, about 30 miles from Tijuana. It was there that he stabbed his 10-month-old daughter, Roxy, with a spear gun 12 times. 12 times? Yes. He killed her with a direct hit to the heart. His two-year-old son, was murdered with the same spear gun, but did not immediately die. Matthew said that he injured his hand moving the gun around. After this, he moved their bodies into the nearby brush and drove approximately two miles away to get rid of his bloody clothes and his spear gun in a creek. He got rid of more bloody clothes and a child's blanket in a blue trash can located near Tijuana. In a nine-page criminal affidavit that was filed in the U.S. District Court in L.A., the FBI special agent wrote that Matthew Coleman told authorities that he knew what he did was wrong, but it was the only course of action that would save the world. Matthew told them that he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. Like a literal monster? 
Yes. He explained that he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories and was receiving visions and signs revealing that his wife possessed serpent DNA and that she had passed it on to his children. So then why would he not just kill her? I don't know. His wife, Abby, was completely baffled and devastated. A family friend told reporters she's confused and stunned and destroyed. She never had any idea that he thought any of these things. And she thinks he just snapped. She said he'd never mentioned these ideas to her or how he was feeling. This is this totally just she's baffled. She doesn't understand it at Mm -hmm. all. So the surf ministry that Matthew participated in at Calvary Chapel in Santa Barbara said this. We've seen people get carried away by things like conspiracy. It can be dangerous. As Jesus said, don't be deceived. Walk in love. This walk for Matthew obviously changed course. He lost his focus. On August 11th, last month, Matthew Coleman was charged with foreign murder of U.S. nationals, a crime that required the U.S. Attorney General to approve and retained with no chance of bail. His arraignment was set for August 31st, but was delayed for September 9th, which is tomorrow. For us, yeah. So we're recording on Wednesday the 8th. So according to court documents, Matthew Coleman has waived his right to a preliminary hearing. He's being represented by the Federal Public Defender's Office and has not yet entered a plea to the charges. We'll, of course, be closely following this case and we'll give you updates, maybe even next month if things move forward. Delays in cases like this are pretty common. So honestly, it may be a while before we know much. You know how it is. It can take years and years. Oh, this sucks. It's horrible. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I texted Ashley today. I'm like, what did you tell Sorry. me? To- I just read the headline. I was like, oh my God, it's have you seen terrible. this? It's so bad. So family and friends of Abby Coleman established a GoFundMe account to assist her with funeral expenses and other needs. Her brother has been named the designated recipient. It is with heavy heart and burden hearts that close friends and community have created this GoFundMe to support Abby Coleman after the devastating loss of her beautiful children, the organizers wrote. This fund will help cover the financial burdens that come along with such a tragic loss. There's also the most heartbreaking family photo of them I found, where they're all four at the beach, smiling big, and Matthew has his daughter Rain in his lap, his son's beside him, but she's looking at her mom like she's a world, smiling up at her. Mm-mm. It's the kind of photo you honestly see in a placeholder at, you know, Target of a family photo. They yeah. Look, they look picture perfect. Yeah. They, like, what's his they name? They look happy, young, beautiful, mm-hmm. just by the beach. What, mm-hmm. what could be dark under the surface? It really shows that there's more. You don't know about mental health. Eye. I know that that's a cliche thing to say, but it's so true. It's like that one picture, I mean, you would just never, and he posted it to Instagram. That's the stuff you see on Instagram. You're like, look how happy and beautiful, and they've got it all, and everything's great for them. And you just don't know. I couldn't, I can't even imagine how Abby, I mean, she's lost her two children and her husband, everything. What is she? Yeah. Mm -mm. 
she's she needs lots of prayers and lots of good juju coming her way for sure oh man so i'm sure we'll probably learn more about what his mental state truly was they'll probably see if he's fit i mean he but the thing is he said i understand what i did is wrong so that there shows he wasn't mentally yeah that's like how we when we talk to dr Mm -hmm. andrews Mm -hmm. even if you have psychotic behaviors if you know what you're doing and the time is wrong then it's gonna be hard to say it was just mental stuff Mm -hmm. so this is a prime example why cultish thinking freaks me out it can really lead people into a dark place that they might not have ended up we don't know how much QAnon is or is not to blame, but I thought it, I would give some quick cult warning signs. Not that any of our patrons are in a cult, but you never know. You might know someone who is in something like that or a lot of tips online, but here are a few. Members are kept from forming relationships outside the group. Most cults require their followers to cut contact with their family and friends, unless, of course, they're already members of the group. Or at the very least, they want their members to distance themselves or disassociate themselves from non-believers. The leaders demand unquestioning and unconditional obedience from members. So, of course, in a healthy social setting, people should be encouraged to question things and hold their leaders accountable. Members who leave are harassed or emotionally blackmailed. Leaders teach that non-members are morally suspect, unintelligent, or unenlightened. Recruiting new members is a mandatory activity and maybe even with a quota. Mm-mm. Members are required to spend most of their time on group activities, meaning be around other members of the cult a lot. Don't distance yourself from the cult. Well, they're not calling it a cult, but you know what I mean. So typically cults also exploit their members mostly financially. Within the group, they'll exploit members financially, psychologically, emotionally, and all too often sexually. So just in general, cults really freak me out. If anything is related to the Jim Jones case on TV, I change the channel. I can't watch the Jim Jones stuff. There's something about that. that, I mean, I, I, of course, know all about the case and I've listened to it and everything, but there's something about that case that just... It's the it, kids. It hits me to my core. It just scares me to death. It is the babies is and the kids. Just the thought of them lying on the... Uh, I can't. I can't, I can't uh-uh. even talk about it. Mm-mm. Ugh. I've even... I've walked by a couple of the big Scientology churches before. Once in That shit gives LA me the And too. once in Clearwater, Florida. And it's... That alone scared me. I felt like there was a big sign on my head like... This is a psychiatrist's wife. Get her. Get her. But for real, just, I I don't like that. I'm all about you do you, believe what you want to believe. That's awesome. But don't cut people out. Don't give your money, all your money to people. Mm -mm. I just, all these creepy culty things. We've never done an episode on cults, I don't think yet. We have not. Which is kind of surprising. But maybe it's because I'm scarred. I'm scarred by them, by the Jim Jones case. So that case was terrible. Sucksville. Sucksville, 100%. Ugh. I know, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you had no, I'm like, oh my god. 
gosh, now I know why she's making me do this and she's not covering it. Anyway, let's move on to other things. So you have any, um, what have you been watching? What's good in the hood? Oh gosh. So you asked me about this and I've been so behind on TV and stuff like that, but I finally got around to on Netflix watching Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2015. Never that seen I've it. Never seen it. So it's kind of a horror romance. No, I don't like that. No, it's good. It's very visually pleasing. Um, Does Je- that mean there's hot dudes in it? Tom Hiddleston's in it. Ooh. And Jessica Chastain's in it. Ooh, she's so pretty. I, I know she I is really so pretty. I really like her. But it's, it's weird. They call it a gothic romance. It's kind of ghostly. It's... I don't face know. Right it's now. not like a scary movie. I don't like a lo- I don't like a chick flick. It, oh, this is not a chick flick. Trust me. Okay. It's like if Cruel Intentions was oh. had ghosts in it. I'll Ooh. just say that. That's just my random. I just thought that up. But well, seriously. I'm sold on that. If you get what I'm stepping in. Uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta watch that now. What's it called? Crimson Peak. Crimson. It starts Peak. out a little slow, but it gets better. It's there. It's I don't know. It's like a slow build to what's going on here and it's slow burn and on the flip side one of my favorite shows is back on fx called what we do in the shadows season three (laughs) have you ever seen it oh my gosh i love it so corny it's like the office meets vampires it's It's so ridiculous oh my gosh i love it so much i just binge watched the newest three episodes last night i'm glad that's back in my life (laughs) <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Check that one out too. It's, it's humor, but it's vampires. It's and it's fun. on FX. It's on FX. Yep. So what do you got? My show is also on FX. That really? I, I mean, it's everybody. Okay. So I love all the American horror stories, mm-hmm. like the whole series, like each different season. This year, they switched it up on us and did American Horror Stories, mm-hmm. and that's on FX on Hulu. Okay, and Hulu. it's seven episodes, and they're all different. So they're like forty-five minute hour episodes, but they're unrelated. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like one, and it's like the the actors from. The original sure. series. Yeah, kind of like how they normally do But then it. there's also some that are not. Okay. Like Michael Jackson's daughter is in one of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, then yeah. Cindy Crawford's daughter is in one episode. So it's like actors that you're like, where do I know them from? Mm-hmm. So they're like famous people, but they're not. Anyway, sure. so like they're giving them a shot. And they're really good, actually. So they do touch on Murder House. Okay. There's two episodes. In a way where you need to have seen it. I have seen I enjoyed it. It it kind of, um, they do a little backstory. Okay. Well, I like that. Or like a forward story. It's really cool. It kind of explains everything and makes it less scary. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I've got to be honest. I used to watch American Horror Story all the time. And Coven was my favorite season. Mm -hmm. But the past few seasons, I've kind of, I've watched them up until the end, and I just get kind of bored with them. Yeah. Almost like they linger on too long, so I haven't really kept up. So do you think this is better than... Oh, yeah, because it's all different. I like that. Like, one is like a woman who her and her husband are trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's like she's struggling with fertility, and somebody gives her like a fertility god statue. 
that she takes home and is supposed to put a certain spot. And and so it's like all about this fertility god. Is it a demon? Mm -hmm. What is it? And then there's another one that's um, another episode that is a film that this famous producer made that supposedly when they watch it, it turns them into like murderous zombies. Mm-hmm. Not like the slow ones from Not Living Dead, but like the fast ones from 28 Days Later. So yeah. it's oh, that's fucking freaky, horrifying. Freaky game, yeah. yeah. So they're good, but they're all okay. different. And then I've also been watching the uh, American Horror Story double feature. That's on FX. I saw a preview for that. Is that good? It is so good. So explain, is it two stories intertwined? Two stories. Two totally separate things. Okay. There's like a vampire and an alien in the cover picture. So I'm like immediately confused. So the first six episodes Mm -hmm. are, it's called Red Tide. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away too much of it because it's really, really good. Also horrifying. I told you, I watched one episode of it the other night. Girl, I had to turn on my bedroom light, Ah. turn that off, and turn on some housewives. That's what I do. I can't watch scary stuff right before bed. I literally, and I can't. It doesn't usually bother me. Yeah. This, I I turned into my seven-year-old son. I was like, nope, nope. Turn on the housewives. Turn on my big overhead light in my bedroom. Not the overhead. And slept all night, girl, with it on. I was, oh I turned gosh. off the fan in my bedroom in case I could hear something. Are you serious? I, it's freaking. The first episode? The first episode. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. So the other ones I've, I've watched. Because I've complained that they weren't scary enough to, about some of them, so I'll have to check well, it out. Well, this one's definitely scary. But it's also very interesting because it makes you think, like, what would I do? What length would I go to to be famous? Oh my gosh. Or to okay. be, have wealth. Or if it was something that. Hmm. So it's something that makes you think. That's if always I, the Yeah. If I wanted to be, say you were a writer. If I was going to be the next Anne Rice or Stephen King, what would I do for that? Would I sell my soul? Oh gosh. So it makes you really think how much is too much. And there's a new episode comes on tonight, so so it's just the second. Hmm. Are you caught up? Is it? Just I'm the all second? caught up. Oh, okay. There's the first. I think this is episode four of six. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, and then the next. So the other one has not started. Has not yet. started yet. So the red tides like six episodes, and then I don't know what the second one is yet. I'm guessing alieny. It's based on what I saw in the picture. It's but. the second half of the double feature. Okay. So I might give it a shot. It's very, it's like filmed in like Providence town. It's very like New Englandy, and their accents are hot. Because I have to watch stuff like that by myself too. So well, I'm let me tell you, boat. we could watch it together, but I can't wait for you. I have to watch it tonight. <laughs> I got a not, lot of catching. I am today. not that person that's like, nope. Watch I'll it. wait. I'll wait on you, and we can watch it on Sunday. No, bitch, I'm watching it tonight when it comes out. With <sighs> All I don't of, blame you. All the lights on in my house. Oh my god! This is why I need a dog. Yeah. See, I can only speak. Charlie, protect me Mm-mm. from the vampires and aliens. No, no. One thing we need to do soon is watch the new Candyman. Yes. In it's been. I haven't been to a movie theater in 
several years. Well, they're overrated. I have a seven-year-old. Oh, no. They and we've 100% been a lot. They are, are definitely overrated. But there's something like a, a scary movie or the ambiance in a big oh, movie yeah. theater with you feed off other people's reactions. I don't know. They're scarier to me when you're watching them in a movie Well, and theater. look at all the horror movies that are coming out this year. There's so many. So many. We're going to have to start doing our own little Siskel and Ebert movie review. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, we hope you all enjoyed our inaugural yes. Patreon episode. Yes. We're, we have so many plans for more fun stuff coming up. Yes. Just for you guys. Yes. We will be releasing one episode a month Mm -hmm. directly to you guys like Mm -hmm. this one and then um we have some other fun things for you guys too we'll keep you posted as it goes on that note i gotta go before it gets dark outside so i can watch my show oh my gosh well you better hurry no bye bye